have entered the studio. And we're getting a double insider moment. Don Valley North is going to be pumped up for this. How do we delegate this? Our insiders are brought to you by Don <laughs> Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. Double insider duty. Sam McKee and Brent Gunning joining us this morning. Gentlemen, how are we? Getting by. We're here. We're here. You, as I said both to, of you had late nights. As I, I said to, uh, as I as I said to your your producer Danielle, I can I can go to the depths of doldrum if you want, but we're okay. Okay. The yeah. sun came up. He had to. He was like a kid. He was at the game. I, I, hit, well, I did. I did get kicked in the face at four thirty yeah. in the morning. Oh, so. My head hit the pillow at eleven fifteen. I woke up at like six. So yeah, you were struggling on leaf talk last night though. Uh, yeah. So we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> I think I was home. I was at the game before you guys got on the air. To be honest, yeah. I was home at ten thirty. I don't know how long the difficulties were, but... Well, I couldn't... My internet cut out, oh, and then the my internet, camera wasn't working, and then I got on there, and I was just unhinged. Did you so. maybe need a moment? No, oh. no. Honestly... So you were feeling good? No, I'm not feeling okay. good. I, Shoot. I absolutely went for it yesterday on Real Kipper and Born. I went no, for it. No, I was it. listening. I, I went for it. Johnny Lee fan. This is different. Yep. They're mm. fine. And I am coming in here today a completely different person. I am oh. a broken man. Because One game last, broken. Because last night looked so much like all the other mm-hmm. ones. That's the scary part, isn't it? There was. It's just if you were gonna uh, like Bunkus said last night in the show, if you're gonna drop like the slip of all the stuff that would go badly in that game, the, everything was there. They were bad on the power play. Mm-hmm. The stars were quiet. A couple soft goals went in their net. Um, Kerfoot puck over the glass. Yeah, puck over the glass. But how many other? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got it. Even yeah. that one in my go, thoughts. Where uh, else do you want to go? A like goat defenseman. So yeah. or someone wearing the goat horns and Justin Hall. Yeah, it's just it's the same game. I was sitting there saying to myself, I'm watching the same game. I'm a, a mistake from the lineup perspective and mm-hmm. and Michael Bunting. Like a lot of things that you can circle. <sighs> A lot of solutions that need wow, to be. Wow, you're preaching to the choir on the uh, Michael Bunting. Look, the Bunting thing, I I got pulled in with everybody being yes. like, no, no, see, they we, got we the wiggle room. And you. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, you got pulled in? I, of, I can understand wow. it. If I'm the guy making the decision, and this is hindsight 2020, 20, mm-hmm. I still would have had him in the lineup last night. But I understood the reason of why you you stayed away from him, of keeping things quiet and all that. Uh, a little too quiet last night. Maybe, maybe that was the move there. So, yeah, Bunting's back in 1,000. Percent right. and yeah, it's easy to say now, but he should have been in. Bunting's in. Who's out? It's got to be Lafferty. I would love to sit here and be like, ah, Alex Kerfoot. The only reason he's in is because he scored OT that winner. that OT winner. But it's like, guess what? He also screened a goalie on another goal in that game. He does he does more than we want to give him credit for. It's Lafferty. Aston Reese has kind of found a role ever since Achari came in. Even though they don't play together, it's weird that that's helped him as much mm. as it has. Uh, so I think it's got to be Lafferty. I, if if I want to get spicy, I could just. Put him in Yarncroc spot until Yarncroc to I take mean, a seat. That's not happening, though. Let's be honest. I, I agree, but that wasn't like far fetched from what we were kind of bouncing why, around as why well. Why isn't that happening? Term. It's dumb, but term. He's the only guy on the books with it outside really, of Mo. Eh? I think. I think there's something what to the fact. What about the sample of, size that Matthews was like? I like playing with this guy. Probably matters. a while ago. That was like you know that was <laughs> like a month and a half ago. <laughs> that was before we all are full yeah. on panicking yeah. about the Leafs. So maybe he has different feelings heading on the plane <laughs> down to Tampa. I don't know. Like I Lafferty to me. He seems like the easy one to take out, but I do like his pop in the mm. bottom six. The like pace he, is really he's nice. noticeable, and he mm. can run into people, and like he plays a role in that line. Like I don't necessarily want to break up Camp and Aston Reese and Lafferty. Like I don't really know where you take. It's to me, it's Yarncroc. Well, like, this if goes... you're doing it on on if you're doing it on merit, yeah, it's Yarncroc. Mm. 
Well, this goes back to the problem with a guy like Yarncroft is that it was the whole thing of like, well, can you get 80% of bunting if he's on the third line? But to get the best version of Yarncroft, he needs to be with skilled guys. And guess what? He's not doing anything with them. I think he could disappear in the middle six and not hurt you. But you said noticeable. Noticeable might be like the tiebreaker. Because Kerfoot, other than one goal in this series, has been a complete, complete ghost. He's just not coming out. There's just no way. Sean's never done it. It's like like they made that decision on bunting, Mm -hmm. but there's no way they're taking Yarncroke or Kerfoot out because it probably rocks the boat Mm -hmm. too much. It's almost like you need that excuse. You need him to do something stupid for them to actually make a decision. (laughs) Like a puck over glass penalty. (laughs) Honestly, I'm, I'm... I, re- I rewatched some of last year's series. And oh Kerfoot was a know, rock disgusting. star. Kerfoot was a rock star for four games. He was a rock really. star for four games. And he was killing penalties, and it was a big part of it. And now he doesn't kill penalties anymore. And it's like, what do you do here? The problem is you need to make these decisions on like a, with horse blinders on, right? Like, yes, Yarn Croak did a good job with Matthews in the regular season, and we're giving him credit for that. But like, look at the last five games like how and it's gonna be difficult for Sheldon Keefe and we talked about this and Kipper brought it up as well like he has to make some difficult decisions and it's like can you distance your heart Mm. from your mind like you love Justin Hall and you want to roll that guy out again but is it the right pick with your logic is that the same way you thought about bunting like I think he made the hard decision with bunting but can you make the hard decision again with maybe taking a guy out that might rock the boat like he's in a tough spot it feels like a lose-lose at times unless he pulls something out drastically like Tanner Janot for Essimon, which yeah. looked amazing. I like how you put a little French. Can they play Tanner Janot again? Because that <laughs> guy they brought him. in, Essimon, he's he, fire, he, eh? he was very noticeable the entire game, scored a goal. Yeah, and Justin like, Hall turned in the wrong way. He did. He's fast. <laughs> he's, I, I don't know. So Flipped him around. Listen, you're paid to make hard decisions. Yeah. that's This is where... Over and over again, we've talked about Sheldon Keefe in the first round of the playoffs where we've had these conversations about Can't lose the coaching him getting outcoached and him having... This is a huge part of it, is mm-hmm. pulling the right strings before the game even starts, making the decisions of who's coming in, who's going out. And he's got some major ones before mm-hmm. game five, or game six, sorry. Like, he's got some major, major decisions to make, and I don't know what he's going to do. Gun to my head, he sticks with oh. everything except bunting going in. Like I really, yeah. gun to my head, he's so Bunty goes in fourth line or I get, wherever whatever. you whatever you expect. Wherever, I think you I think out. you start him there and then you see how the flow of the game goes. Yeah. It's a kind of exactly what they did with Nyes there of okay, you're going to start on the third line and oh, that's pretty quick that he's into the top six. And if he's sitting there and Yarncroft's not giving you anything, yeah. it's pretty easy to flip him up yeah. there. The other thing about it is with Matthews is we just we've seen this before. It all goes back to the Zach Hyman corollary of you need a guy who's going to go in there and dig the puck out and work and all of that stuff and not mm-hmm. say Yarncroft is incapable of that, but Bunting has just proved a longer track record of making it work with that guy. The one thing I do worry about with Bunting, if they're going to stick with Nylander and Matthews together, if they're going to put him in that situation at all through the game, it's a lot of defensive heavy lifting for for Matthews, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. you're kind of not borderline neutering Matthews there, but like you're really hurting him, because Bunting is no good defensively, and Willie Nylander, I mean... He can pretend to be sometimes, but a lot of times he's cheating for offense, which you want him to do because that's what his game is. And then it's just like you're going to have Matthews down below the dots a lot, starting the shifts from behind his own net a lot of the time, digging the puck out. So I do worry about that with Matthews too, and I think that's probably a lot of the reason he likes playing with Yarncroft is because – 
he's at least got a defensive conscience yeah. and he digs pucks out for him a little bit. You do risk exposing Tavares too if you're playing Marner with him because you have to have some semblance of defensive minutes. Yeah. If Mar- Mitch, like he's too mm-hmm. good of a defensive player mm-hmm. to not have him play in like meaningful matchups. Yeah. We just had Kipron and I think he. He kind of named four guys who make sense for a demotion, and you can kind of formulate your lineup that but way. What did he say? Lafferty, Nyes, uh, Kerfoot, Yarncroke. So if you move every, we move Bunting up to the top, and you move everyone else down one rung, mm-hmm. it kind of makes the most sense. At least to me, when he said it, it makes a lot of sense because Nyes, the Nyes Tavares Marner thing, it didn't jump off the page in any way, and he worked really well with O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, if Yarncroke goes down one, Kerfoot goes down to the fourth line, Lafferty out. Bunting at the top, you're not making too many changes, but you're making small changes, tweaks to every single unit. That's, that's probably right. That's Kipper's probably always right. right. Yeah. yeah, he's he's actually writes columns on his iPhone. He's a brilliant man. Boy, Did you, you hear about that? You read that? You read that article you wrote yesterday? Yeah. Like, oh my god, this is so tantalizing, juicy. We, we, just, we, we just did, did ask about, about it. Well, what and do you guys think of it? I was uh, just fascinated by it. It was like this is something that we haven't talked about at all all year. Dude, like, mm-hmm. drops his bag. Drops his bomb right on game five day. I'm like, you're too good at this kid. He, he is too good at it. I, I money's always like the excuse thing though. Like, oh, I didn't resign because there mm-hmm. was money elsewhere or we didn't want to offer this money. I feel like maybe people are protecting themselves with using the veil of money a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's kind I, of the thing I got from yeah. it. I think there's definitely something to that, but it's also a, you know, it's this is the this is the d- double-edged sword of being in the most important market that everyone's always watching, is mm-hmm. that everybody knew how this was going to play out with Cal Dubas. They knew this three years ago, if the team never got through, and here we are, and you just look at the way the landscape has changed with Fenway owning the Penguins now, and just other those types of things being involved. I still think, when push comes to shove, there is nothing sexier in in hockey to be in the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs sure. and no question. a lot of money can change things mm-hmm. but I don't know that money can can mean more than that especially when this team's got a lot of money too and listen he's either gonna they're gonna win mm-hmm. this series either they're gonna win this series or they're gonna lose it and he's gonna <laughs> go on and they're gonna be happy mm-hmm. and it's gonna be great times for yep. the Toronto Maple Leafs and they're gonna however many games that go with the next team if that happens great he probably resigns he stays in Toronto they blow this baby. I don't want him back anyway. Well, so it's like, no I think he's yeah, one of few yeah. that you don't want back no, to. So right? Do you think there's any chance that, okay, leave, they win, they lose to Boston in the next round, Leafs offer him, offer him five mil a year, but there's six mil with Pittsburgh. He stays. I think yeah. he, he stays, stays right? as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no, there is no, especially with a, with the, just the dichotomy of those situations, the idea of like, hey, would you like to, with scotch tape and bubble gum, try to get Crosby yeah, one more go as opposed to a group? job. And he's no. a Toronto, like his roots are here now, his yeah. kids are here, yeah, yeah. he's got the whole, I mean, yeah. the, the next, up the, the GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins, it's like, yeah, it's right there for you if you can perfectly thread the needle, but oof. He has enough passion to get into screaming matches with, with fans, so I mean, he must love the Leafs. Justin wants to see... A free Kyle Dubas, though, like free Kyle Dubas in terms of like. Well, let I call him, him be corporate himself. Kyle. I think he's a little bit. I think he's got to toe the line organizationally. No and I. Well, he talks about this all the time. Not he's that I, yeah. super fiery, and you don't see it a lot. Yeah, saw it for one yeah. moment in Tampa. Well, the press box is like in the. Uh, it's crazy. Beer garden. That can't be allowed. Like, can we eh? move that a little bit? People it's are like climbing in, the in there. Like it's insane. <laughs> I'm still not 100 percent sure it wasn't Leaf fans who were screaming. They who might have been screaming yeah, at him. Going, Look at this team, you belt. Well, and then one he's one like, of the yeah, guys in the video has a Hockey Canada hat on. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, okay, what are the odds that someone that's from Tampa lives in Tampa is Tampa born is wearing a Hockey Canada? Yeah, I, mean, I can't believe we don't know what elicited that reaction though, because that was like he was really like, he was steaming. 
steaming mad. I don't know how good. much this is. I mean, oh, well, I don't think it's too much talking out of school. You see it on the broadcast mm-hmm. of him being hot. Like I sit on press row. You can hear him. Guys yelling during games. Like he is intense. He's locked in. And it's just mm-hmm. he's not screaming at fans or media for, for that matter because they're not in the beer garden, like you said. But, yeah, that didn't surprise me when mm-hmm. I saw it at all. Uh, Hall Lillian, we should probably discuss yeah. the blue line. Uh, uh, is there a name? Where, uh, was there one more name you're missing in that conversation? Geo. Yeah, We're going to get a little bit of heat for just Gustafson. Putting, or putting Geo in, you know, at least the conversation of underperforming defensemen. Oh, yeah. I think, of course, Brutal. Hall is number one. I think we're, I, we can all agree in that. They're one and the same. Okay, yeah. so, so, but we're getting a little bit of pushback this morning. Like, oh, you, you can put Geo in that conversation. Because, because Geo, Geo took less money yeah, from it. Toronto. It's, 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 he got more respect. He almost died on his trophy. It's right. And, like, I know that, see, this is it. You have to distance your heart from your mind sometimes. Like, I obviously think he's a beloved figure in this organization and he's a great guy and Justin thinks he's growing his hair out and you see him yeah yeah he's the things he's doing for the know, guys he's gonna look like about. an absolute <laughs> moron with like basically okay. no hair like he's gonna look like Homer Simpson with like a couple strands well, he's, he's doing it for the he's boys he's got the, the passion but it's sometimes hard to say like yes he can be all those things but maybe not performing up to snuff but yes him and Hall you have the men as like 1A 1B yeah and this is probably going to piss some people off, but gun to my head, neither of them Perfect. come this out. This is Sam McKee neither at come Sam out. McKee. Yeah. Neither of them come out. Like, I, I want them to make changes, but I think Keith would be terrified of putting ice-cold guys into this series. Okay, but we just talked to Kipper, and, and he's he said, like, take him out. He's like, buddy, I played one game, and then I didn't play till Game 7 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You just, at finals... When you win the Stanley Cup, he's like, you just got to be ready. You got to be ready. And I'm like, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Like, you're a pro. You're in the National Hockey League. But you're a younger guy. Timothy Lilligren hasn't been in the lineup for a little while. You're getting thrust into game six against Tampa Bay Lightning, who are going to be kind of goons, you'd think. Well, not to, not to undercut Kipper, because he's right and knows way more than all of us combined. But <laughs> it's a little different when you're Nick Kiprios. You got to get in there and just run around That's as opposed true. to a Timothy Lilligren. Should he come in? You got to be a little more cerebral. The thing I keep going back to is that... If I felt better about Giordano, it's a really easy get Lilligren in there because Lilligren and Giordano were so good together. Mm, But then this goes back to the whole left-right thing. You want to split up Brody and McCabe. You want to do all this. And there's just not the left-shot option. I'm sorry. Philip Gustafson, no thanks. Like, not not (laughs) unless three or four guys are dropping. I do not want to see that guy. You would want to talk about ice cold into a playoff series. He is the worst possible example of a guy like that. You might as well put... Victor Mate in. He was skating. He's hanging good, around. Good for him. Is Justin Hall not most representative of the down with the ship mentality yes. that yeah. is like clearly underscoring and underlying everything in this mm-hmm. series? Like he is the guy who's been with these two, these two being Dubas and Keith forever, right? He's been the one success story, the one guy who learned mar- with the Marlies, came up and is trusted so dearly. Like it seems like God, if they're going to go down, if they're going to go down the way they are, like. It just means and entails that Justin Hall, despite being having his minutes cut down majorly last night, and even that makes the night even worse because mm-hmm. he get on the ice for three goals and did not play as much as he normally does. He is the guy that they ultimately trust. And I feel like push comes to shove. Mm-hmm. They are probably going to go back to that. Like if they go to game six with Lilligren, lose, and he's out, Hall's back, back in game in, seven. For sure. No so question. Either, there's no like getting around the fact that it'll eventually be Hall, and eventually it'll be win or loss, and then we'll see the consequences of that. I, yeah, and this is, we are reaching a whipping boy crescendo right now with Justin Hall. Like, oh, I, yeah. oh, this is, this he is, is full in, Jake Gardner, oh, yeah. Larry Murphy. This is, oof, this is, oof. he is at, and it's crazy to me because he just, 
is like a guy they've developed and he makes no money and he's mm-hmm. played a role for this team forever. He was MVP for a little bit of our season too. He was really, really good for stretches. But <laughs> he's that play he makes, so the least score that first goal, building's rocking. Oh my God. And then he just steps up there, loses his stick, and then he's just nowhere to be found. I was like, oh, my God. If they could have just built on that first goal and it's just a glaring well, moment in the center of the ice. Well, it changes everything. Changed everything. Well, mm-hmm. this is – we go back to – we haven't even mentioned this in the conversation somehow yet – the idea of killer instinct. It's like that is what it is. It's yeah. right there. Is the It's not going – we we always, or at least I always, first blush think of killer instinct as Mitch Marner going through the whole team and scoring a big goal in a big moment. Killer instinct is not screwing up, actually, after you put yourself Don't in that, in let that them position. score 26 seconds after a you score a massive goal. Killer instinct is not goal. letting them score in the final minute of every period, which they've done most that, yeah. didn't do that yesterday. That was throwback to a but couple that, years ago. And that was a part Ooh. of you know what we were lacking the last couple games when they found a way to miraculously come back. But yeah. those were moments where you let your foot off the gas and a team like Tampa Bay is going to be able to capitalize. And that was last do night, you, too. Do you think Justin Hall feels the pressure to be someone he's not in the playoffs? Like, was there a, talk know. about flipping the switch, right? It's he like he's playing offense for like okay. half the game. There. there was one moment where he is skating head up, and Matthews is standing at the blue line. Uh-huh. He just uh, beaver tailing. You have all the skill guys on the ice, and Justin Hall's like, guys, I got this. It's my time. And what are you doing? Like, it, it's just the the mind boggling decision making. And I think that with a guy like Hall is that when he's really safe and it goes back to again, you can't just put it all on him. It's his partner. Mm-hmm. Back to his partner struggling. Yeah, he, how much is that? He is a guy who, again, it's mm-hmm. like he there's a reason he makes two million dollars and not six. And it's because he needs structure around him to look like the best version of himself. You start to see the structure slip away. Some of it from his partner, some of it from the forwards. And all of a sudden, this I, is what you see. I think he's overcompensating. Like how how many? How many times does he go for that hit on Hagel where he loses his stick and no. bounces off Never him and can't that. get back? He, that's not his thing. He's a positional yeah. guy who's not making mistakes. But if you lose confidence in your partner, you feel and like, yourself. hey, you've been told you're not tough enough. We're bringing in guys like Luke Shen. Your mm-hmm. your position here is in trouble. You've got to be more. What did he do? He started fighting immediately yeah. after Luke Shen came in. <laughs> yeah. Like this guy, Didn't feel, go well for he him. feels something. He feels some sort of responsibility when if you just pretend it's December 10th <laughs> and you play that provision positional marley's brand that's what gives you value nothing else misplaced aggression misplaced confidence all that stuff it only hurts justin hall i don't know if it's a confidence thing a head thing i don't know if it's an instructional thing i have no idea what's going on there but you can't escape the fact that he's been on the ice for a billion goals in this series no it's and that Sportsnet stats. I don't know who the admin is for Sportsnet stats. Oh, I have that ready. Uh, I do. They're an Oilers fan for sure. I was going to say, they do not like (laughs) Justin Hall. You want to hear the stat? It got worse. It got worse later in the game. Justin Hall has been on the ice for 14 goals against. The most ever by a Maple Leafs player in a single playoff series over the past decade. (laughs) Okay, so that's not good. Really? Yeah, but Wasn't Jake Gardner on for like eight goals in one game way back when? You don't go against Sportsnet stats. They know they're... But stuff. I mean, now a lot of that's it doesn't account for power play. Yeah, well, power just, kill, right? that's no, what this is. But, and, but you, you heard Keith's response. He'll probably play it for Kipper's. Clippers. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw. Yeah, he's. Was he the that. only one out there? Guess what? Like, that's why I'm saying. Yeah, everybody. he's not getting out of lineup. Out. So, so why did he say that? Was that it? Was that someone shot asked at Geo? No, someone was, asked about. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was a really pointed question. Yeah. Gives gives him the numbers. I don't think any coach wants to hear the exact numbers in a question. Uh, it was a good question. Give him credit. Yeah, I think um, I think what it is is if you just you look at Keith and he is really you know he will have a very slight pointed criticism of a player in a post game, but he's not going to go full Rick bonus after the Jets lost oh last God. night 
and just these guys are no good. There these was nothing. There was no suck. pushback. You're not going to see like, that. Disgusting. Yeah, you're not going to see that from Keith. So just I just, he wasted a year of his retirement. So it's just yeah, <laughs> hanging out with the Jets for a year. But yeah. it's just when you when you look at it, it's just that that's what it reeked up to me. It was just frustration. And again, it's like we go back to what everybody says about uh, about uh, Dubis Keith, the even more so, mm-hmm. a really fiery guy, and he was pissed off. He didn't he didn't like how the game went, and he didn't like the one guy was eating it all because, quite frankly, he shouldn't. Justin Hall's been bad. Mm-hmm. He's not been the only one. Yeah. Okay, let's talk goaltending. Yeah. Uh, a bit of a different uh, vibe Yucky. last night. You got Vasilevsky who's showing some vintage Vasilevsky moments and I then think... he, some moments, yeah. I, not the whole game, but there's some moments. Like I, I he saw made that, some big saves. I, I saw the, the narrative that everyone's like, oh, he was locked in. They missed... Like so many of those, chi- like, I think our vantage point might Both have be changed true. because you and I looked at things differently than people that were watching on television like, for sure. Maybe because we're in the arena. Yeah, I just, just think maybe there were like moments right in front where we're like, oh, and then it didn't go in. But do we know why it didn't go in? Do well, we see every well, replay no, it perfectly? Just, it just like there was a point where at the end of the game when it was three two, mm-hmm. and they were had the goalie pulled. Oh, and, and Matthews missing that twice and, and the post. Riley feathered one from the spot yeah. that he scored all the goals from, and it missed by a centimeter. It just felt to me that they were not getting the breaks they were getting in the other two I games agree. where the pucks puck were just going ran in. Ran out yeah. a bit. I do, I, but the story made still two is two or three like ones where you're like, oh, maybe he's back. It's like they've shot five past this guy every game. But so they still say Vasilevsky was a better goaltender than Samsonov. No question. And that was that's is, the difference. Yes. So me, either if you think Vasilevsky's Vasilevsky of past, no, but he still outplayed Samsonov. That hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet. That's, other than those two well, here, games. Here's what I'll say about Vasilevsky is I agree mostly with what you're saying, McKee, there, where it looked a little better than, mm-hmm. than it probably was. But with a guy like that, all it takes is him being able to convince himself that yeah. it turned it around. That's, or that's Cooper being say. able to do He's it. Goal, goal scorer needs to see the puck go in the net. It doesn't Does matter how. You just have to see uh, a one or a two on the board or mm. a victory. Especially I think that would have done something saying for that him. he was washed. Like I know he's I, probably not yeah. listening, but you know no, he's he was something 100% there. percent listening. Oh, you don't how think, could you not? Like, there you go. The extra day of media of everyone being like, "Oh, this guy can't stop a shot." And they made him talk. It was like he had to. He needs X-ray goggles. Yeah. Okay, Samsonov. Yeah. That's stunk, Can you eh? put your uh, theory out about he's a little milking it a bit? Oh, I, 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 that's my theory yeah, for no. everyone's. But I'm, I'm not in disagreement. Oh, I was, I was, it's kind of dramatic. Was you milking it on fire with your no. Hedman take I said, last I night? I said last night that Hedman was milking it. Like, I was just unhinged last night. But from time to time, when Samsonov like has, falls, or gets, falls, falls, gets up slowly... Yeah. Sometimes I thought, like, over the year that he was a little yeah. bit of a he was milking it a little bit. I'm going the other way. He needs to milk it more. Best version of Sammy we've seen is when he's been the milkman. He's Genetic like, think, think about it. Think about, think about just, like, three weeks ago Oscar at the tail winner. end of the season. It's like, is he dead? No, he's fine. He's going yeah. to Sammy. He doesn't bend. He doesn't break. He needs to start milking it more to get in the best version of himself. That goal against Asamont, though, that's that's what it all comes I, down to. It's just terrible. I hated the third one. Swimming, yeah. Swimming the on the third one. one. I hated the third one way more than the first. The second one is just, like... He guessed wrong. AC Mott caught him napping a little bit. That's mm-hmm. an NHL forward mm-hmm. from a sweet spot who just fired a quick one and, like, that goes in. But the third one, he legitimately took himself out of the play. The swimming Well, that was to like me, Olmark. Yeah. It's like sometimes it's he, like he, he doesn't. He was in the same position yeah. on his back, just out of the crease. Like, yeah. how do you get there? It's like he doesn't have edges on his skates, like butter knives, and he slides <laughs> out. He's <laughs> always sliding. He's slip and sliding around the crease. Just sometimes when you see that early on, you think, okay, this is he's not confident or he's not dialed or whatever. But it felt like that last night where he didn't he didn't I, win a game for the Leafs. I also thought though that after the second goal went in, he was nails yep. for 
the rest mm-hmm. of the time until he let in another backbreaking mm-hmm. softie. But until that happened, yeah. he was But he's going to have to be the better goaltender if in If Leafs tie that game win in overtime, we'd be talking about how he kept them in. 100%. So it's, it's yeah, it's it's very self-serving. The goaltender's performance normally, if mm-hmm. not brilliant or totally awful, you can use to your argument. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of been the Samsonov experience in this series in that he hasn't, he hasn't been the reason you've won. Yeah. Hasn't been the reason you've lost. He's given you probably what you need to this point. Maybe a little fortunate to have three victories as opposed to two losses. But the strongest factor in the whole goaltending situation is that Vasilevsky was no good for four games. Mm-hmm. And mm, has Vasilevsky turned, turned the corner? And what does that require of Samsonov in game six or seven? I'm not ready to say Vasilevsky's turned the corner. He's no? turning the corner. Uh, How about that? Yeah, he's approaching the corner. I love keep, keep telling me he sucks. Blinkers on. The blinkers on. No, Let's see if he gets there. The blinkers I'm not, on. I I'm like not that. telling him he sucks, but like they've clearly found something with mm-hmm. him where they're filtering these shots in the point and they're going in a lot of the time. And last night they had three or four. Well, there's a martyr one missed. off the post really yes. late yep. too. Yeah, and, you're right. And on the penalty kill for the Leafs, they had that shorthanded chance where Jake McCabe kind of just soft filtered one towards the net mm-hmm. and it just missed. Was it camp or somebody was going towards yep. the net and like he had no idea where it was and it barely yep. missed. Like they, yep. they mm-hmm. were just they a centimeter moments. off they last night. Like they could have easily got four oh, or five last night. Sure. Easily. Um, okay. A couple other things we want to touch on. Mm. Uh, the maroon late hit and the referee shrugging. We barely talked about this. Story. We haven't had a chance. There's so okay. much to unpack, but we'll save it for you guys. Ref so. talk. Just, just talk to him. Okay. I I love to complain about the refs, and even I have to say that the the Michael Jordan shrug or the I, even better than the Michael Jordan shrug because it was silly. It was like this the, the security guard giving the shrug mm-hmm. to Michael is among the funniest things I've ever seen. It, it was- uh, what what are you doing? It is a Stanley Cup playoff game, and a guy just got now again like it, benefit of hindsight. We can sit here and quibble two five whatever. I can actually in the light of day, I can have that debate today. But to see that play in the moment, how vicious it looked, and all of that, and to look at him and go, ah, come on, get up. What are you doing? I I, I am dumbfounded I, that it, that's what happened. I felt the back referee more than that ref because he had a bad angle on it. Like he he was kind of in the play, yep. and he turned around quickly mm-hmm. and he was like, oh. And then, <laughs> the optics the dude, hilarious. Staring but, at it. But he's you know, like, but get up. He took yeah. a bad angle to it. Like from his vantage point. It was such a bang bang play because he was mm-hmm. part of the play. Mm-hmm. The back ref yeah. is staring right at it. He sees it. It's like, and, and it's not a give him a He took a Justin Hall bad turn. I thought it was like you know what a FIFA official is like calmly just raises his arm yes. when it's like you you have to get up now. That's exactly yeah. what he did. He did the two handed just get up, and it was like the, Jordan and we got. Maybe poor, concussed from oh behind. God, like, and poor old Geo down on one knee there. No. And he's just like, I'm like, oh, this guy's too old for that. Like, yeah. that that's yeah. a, that one's not going to feel good this morning. He did put himself in a bad position. I think two minutes was the right call. I thought he should have been, yeah, well, I mean, probably two for the hit and two for a rough. Yeah, how? But then how you got to the, give Matthews a rough, too, and they got away with Well, you don't, you don't have to. They've taken, guys, they've taken one guy out of a pile before. Matthews I did that. initiate the post. He did. Well, strong. I'd argue Pat Maroon initiated it with a, you know, a pretty greasy hit on mm-hmm. March. Yeah, like, look, 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 but yeah. if we're doing the hit, penalized, then Matthews penalized, then Maroon penalized, you come up two ahead, yeah. and that's probably what it should and have been. they had a golden opportunity to start the sec- uh, third period. 
to yeah. impose their will with their power play, Didn't and it, it fizzled out in a big game like it always does. I will say, just quickly, uh, being in the booth with Joe Bowen, because I was making my way up there to do the intermission, uh, as he live heard that it was going to be a minor How and not that? a five, I thought I thought he was going to jump on the ice. He was not happy. And just to put in perspective the vibes, his call in the Morgan Riley goal was just mo, 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 you are beautiful of how excited that man was so to is, start the he day. He has yesterday. been beautiful. I mean, Morgan Riley. That uh, should, but John, to throw bones in the bus, but that shouldn't have been five. It wasn't a five-minute major. It, well, My first they, reaction no, was five, they and I saw it again. If you're going to do the thing with Morgan Riley and point three games earlier in the series, you call the five and look at it at least. Yeah. Just I, optically, yeah. it looked terrible to say. To have the ref going, ah, come on, come on, wussy, we'll get up, and then not even say, let's take a look <laughs> at it. It's optically terrible. A hard, potentially concussive hit that goes through the numbers, whether someone's turning or not, give it the five, look at it, make the right call. Like, yeah. I don't think that's that hard. That's fair. Yeah. You guys got anything else? That we missed because we had so much to unpack. I'm trying to think. Any Leafs talk thoughts? Any games? Just, game oh, six. About, okay. there's, there's two things quickly. Just please, please tomorrow. Please, no. please, please. I I cannot I think we deserve it. I cannot. I will have the game on the fan if it's oh, game yeah. seven. I my my heart cannot. You don't want it. Cannot handle that. So please. And also, uh, should they get it done on Saturday, I'm booking myself in the six thirty time slot because I got to get these takes off. Oh on, hell on yeah. Morning. So there. No you. problem. We'll take it, Daniela. You got that down. Six thirty. Right. Can I tell you guys right now that I have never been more sure of anything than a game seven Monday night. Wow, two different uh, vibes. You guys will like this as well. You got Wake and Ray coming up here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when when the Leafs won Game Four, Tampa was it plus eleven hundred. Justin might have got on that. uh, I did too, but I was I was sad. I, I couldn't jam it fast enough, so I got it at like ten. I got it a uh, leave it an even a plus a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I jumped the gun. I did it before game four. Wish I waited till after. Mm-hmm. I got nine fifty. I bet a lot series. of money on them Tampa Bay Lightning last night. I an uncomfortable. Amount. I have the yeah. preemptive uh, Lightning in seven from before the series started, just because you need that. Like you it do. was always going seven. It's. I agree with you. I think it's. A, no, this is a question. Uh, are we ever going to like... It's wow. written in the stars. It's written in the stars. These and then two teams were going seven, to seven. And it's like all bets are off. Like, Oh, I, I go I go a very much different think, way on that. I think all the bets are in and I made it on the right team, unfortunately. Now. If it goes seven, we might be seeing... Uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody in this city can handle a game seven. Mm-mm. If they find a way to win a game seven versus Tampa, like curse, demons, everything gone, over. Like we never talk about it again. Uh, I don't know about that. No, uh, I think you're right. The, the curse, the curse and everything goes away, but a series against Boston, it's going to be amazing how quick the sunshine and rainbows yes. of, we did it, does, goes away. It yeah. does not mean you're going to win a Stanley Cup, yep. I but I, this is the hump. No, no, not so you can't, I'm not saying they can't. This is the hurdle. You this just get over this hurdle, hurdle, and then the world may be your oyster, or you just get thumped by the Boston How do you Bruins. think that flight to Tampa's going? Fine. You think that, like... Yeah, they're... They're Ryan o- this no is the whole, suck, though. This no is the whole point of getting those guys. That's, that's what Ryan I said. O'Reilly, like, a cookie, you get all those guys. guys. You get Luke Shen, you get Ryan O'Reilly. This is your moment. Mm-hmm. Like, there are going to be stories of lore written about you if you can find a way to... Ryan the, O'Reilly's got the guitar the out. He's strumming, I you know, so. have somebody, super, supernova. Have, have somebody doing a Jason Hayward speech on the plane, like from the Cubs World Series win. Fire the boys uh, up. Just get ready for the... Why is it always a guitar? There's always a guitar involved in, like, a... Because he's, good he's the fact around. daddy. That's like what he does. He's a color dude, eh? Yeah, he sings. And, but I mean, Nick Nurse brought the guitar. That was, uh, that was a big... Yeah, uh, don't bring him into don't, this. Don't mention Ryan O'Reilly and Nick Nurse in the same sentence yeah, ever again, please. No. <laughs> it's unfair. My love... And you, want, you don't want to see <laughs> R.O.? You don't want to see a nice R.O. hat on <laughs> post-game? R.O.R. No, no, thank you. Mm. I actually, you know what? I would love that piece of merch, quite honestly. Oh, I'd wear that. 
Well, you, wear that. Yeah, you're you're a you're a hat woman. You got a yeah. lot of good hats. No so. hats today though for the squad. Wow. I got well except for mine. Yeah, well, you always wear a hat. Yeah. Should have been a hat. I don't even know if you have hair at the top of your head. I you see the back. He's got yeah. a mullet. He's got a mullet. You going. got a mullet going on. You know what? You oh, look yeah. like Pat Maroon. No, he Ouch. looks like Cam Smith. <laughs> no, Pat Maroon has this hair. I said to Justin yeah, that yesterday. Is, that's rude. Maroon takes his bucket Could off and he's like he's like beaking with the wrath. And I said he looks like a guy you'd see at like the Daytona. 500, yeah, they, 800, yeah, looks like a big NASCAR fan. Yeah, 100%. Big time. Needless to say, Tampa Bay Lightning aren't going to be on the cover of GQ as a team. Let's just say that. Hey, you guys are ripping on Vasilevsky's appearance. Oh, yeah, he takes off his bucket. Like, oh my God. No, <laughs> I said he looked like an 80s like rock band with a stringy he hair. He looks like he lives in a castle <laughs> in Transylvania. He's the drummer, though. He's the drummer. He's not getting much That's what like, he looks actual like. air. Castle in Transylvania. Oh, God. Uh, All right. You, who you got on the show to promo today? Uh, Doug McClain, as always, we know him. on uh, mm-hmm. Off the Rail Fridays. And then we're working some other stuff. Okay. Stay tuned. That's it. That's suspense. Oh, yeah. You got to tune in later. Real Kipper and Born, and then Gunner, if possible, Monday. But <sighs> please. Okay. So well, you're still coming hope, on at six thirty. We hope we'll seven? have you. No, we hope no, we'll no, have no, no, you no. Monday on our show, yeah. or if not, you'll have you Monday exactly. on. So Monday, you'll right. hear your voice. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. And, Happy to uh, do it. We'll thanks, see who's boys. right about your takes, either Game Seven or not. But it seems like there's some confidence that we'll be back for a Game Seven. Doesn't it feel like that's fate? I don't know. You don't think so? You guys can also exit. Don't worry if you... Oh, you guys are staying on? Yeah, we're staying on. Okay. We're going to talk about you. Okay. Thanks for coming in, guys. Ain't no problem. <laughs> Go listen to us <laughs> from the other room. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, Sam McKee and Gunner. Oh, and our insiders, plural. Double Duty brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. You want to talk about my conduct on yeah, the other side I of the break? Yeah, I think it's important. Other side of the break, though, huh? Yeah, Justin did something. We tried to will something to happen from the press box last night. We tried to change the juju and the vibes, and it worked once, but didn't work twice. Well, we're all trying to play our part, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we were talking about yesterday. What did you do to try and help the cause? I tried to do my part. <sighs> we'll give you that and more. We've got the baby wake and rake on the other side of the break. And, of course, the Seattle Mariners are in town this weekend to face the Blue Jays' three-game series. Teoscar Hernandez. Teo, Teo, Teo. Back. A beloved guy in the city. What's the reception going to be like? You know that the home run prop will be given to you and will be bet by yours truly on the other side of the break. All that and more on the Fan Morning Show. Wrap up your Friday. The best Blue Jays show out there, period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's send you off on your weekend on a good note. Went through a lot of vibes, a lot of emotions, the highs, lows of being in Toronto covering the Maple Leafs. Throughout. Listen, this could be a hell of a weekend for the city of Toronto. It sure could be. Could be a great weekend. You go win Saturday night on the road, the streets will be pouring out folks from real sports, doubling, calling, hoops. Hoops. Man, hoops Ooh. is a bar. I have not been to Hoops in some time. Hoops will be busy. All the spots will be packed. And hopefully they get an opportunity to celebrate. Yeah, you big bar night in the city. Big bar night. You got three games against the Seattle Mariners. 7.07 tonight, 3.07. That leads right into oh, Leafs. Man. Oh, boy, that's a busy day. And then Sunday, 1.37. You got Alec Manoa on the mound against someone that we know real well, Luis Castillo. Tonight, yes. That's a big, big one. Teoscar Hernandez back. 
kicking off their action uh, rematch of last year's AL wildcard. I think I remember that one going poorly. It was yeah. close, though, wasn't it? <laughs> so, you know, the vibe uh, that day and night was not uh, not all that fun either. So, we need, we need yeah, something. Yeah. We need a breakthrough here. You know what we need to do? Exercise the demons all weekend long. We need the Leafs to get rid of the demons. We need the AL wildcard memory to be flushed if you sweep the Mariners. Yeah. I mean, the opportunity is mean, there. We could be feeling so good Monday morning. Please. Please. Nonetheless, okay, 7 p.m. on Sportsnet 1, Sportsnet Now, Sportsnet 590, the fans streaming on sportsnet.ca slash 590. You got Alec Manoa and Louis Castillo starting off tonight's three-game series against the Mariners. Hey, Oscar, people love the guy. Deserving so. He brought a lot of joy and happiness and energy to this team and to that clubhouse and to all of his buddies on the squad, and he's gone. And he uh, is going to get a home run tonight, and that's going to be plus 440, and I'm going to tell you that right now, and you can put that in your own parlay. <laughs> what were the odds of the Maple Leafs scoring a game-tying goal last night once I exited the press box? Oh, yes, so the story is... Justin in game one and game two, which you were at both times, had the opportunity to leave the game early as the score was almost a touchdown. So around the 10-minute mark, both games left, beat the traffic. And that's home. fine. We'll accept it because you're a journalist and it's different than you just nah, leave and give it up on the team. Early morning radio. Yeah. So live outside of the city. It. And you saved at least 45 minutes by leaving early because of the traffic. So last night, the game's closed. So you're like, okay, I guess I can't really leave early. Then it gets to 3-1. And I was like, Justin, you should just go. Like, I'll stay. I'll stay because I'm walking home. It's different. Mm-hmm. Foot traffic's the same. Although I did pause because Maple Leaf Square was so packed that I waited a little bit to not go through like the swarm of people. Nonetheless, you left. You grabbed your stuff. You said, "Okay, I'm going to zip out the final commercial break of the game." You convinced me, yeah. Yeah, and I'll take some credit for that. I convinced you, and you scurry away. The puck drops. You're not even at. The main level of the the press box, you up a staircase. There's about seven stairs, and I turned the corner. The blinker, the blinker was, was on. on. You were in the midst of turning left. Did complete the turn. And then Did you just hear, barely complete the turn. Goal. Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates starts pouring through the speakers, and then I turn around, and I see a little Justin shuffling back through the press box. Oh, my God, they scored. Running back, yeah. And so he came back, and I thought, oh, my God, okay, you just, like, wow, the, the, the comeback's coming, right? Yeah, and we talked all day about superstition. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it was almost imperative after I came back to reconsider being there yes. and to leave once again. And you were caught red-handed by your father, who sits above us, and mm-hmm. gave you a little look like, oh, okay, just... His focus probably should have been elsewhere, to be honest. Nonetheless, you sit there, we're watching, now the crowd is in it. The crowd is in it. The towels are waving. I thought they're doing this. They're doing it. There's but time. But the response to the goal wasn't great. It was like they scored, and then immediately they're like, oh, that guy's back, and it's not going well again. So then I'm like, Justin, you got to leave again, because last time when you were leaving, they scored. So convince you to, to leave again, and this time you don't come back. Cause... Yeah, and may- but maybe like you can't, you can't fool the powers, right? Because I knew once I left the second time, that I wasn't going to exit the arena until the game was over because you can't get back in, right? Yeah, you can't. So I kind of dilly-dallied a little bit. I took a peek, looked over my shoulder, was watching the TVs, mm. didn't get on the elevator until the game was pretty much a wrap until that that uh, empty netter went in. So I don't know if I did my part like completely, 
but I tried. You tried, and and we talked about this all day yesterday. People were going to try to get their superstitions working, whatever they did for the last two games before yesterday. They were going to continue those vibes, sit in the same seat, drink the same beer, have the same dinner, and somebody messed up somewhere down the road. One of us didn't follow through on our promise, and we have another opportunity tomorrow. So you have a decision then for Game 7 because Whoa. you are... There's no Game 7. If there's a Game 7, you are famously... 0-2, or the Leafs are 0-2 when mm-hmm. you're in attendance. The only game that they did win at home on home ice, I was there solo. We'll cross that bridge when it comes, if it comes. Okay. If I'm the one messing up the Leafs vibe, I'm just saying, if you're going to call issues. out Charlotte, who's, no, you know, Charlotte did doing her, best. her thing. She's a six-year-old girl. I know. She was doing, she did what she had to do. And you might have to pick up on the fact that it's just not happened when you're in the press box. Well, I am curious of everyone's viewing habits for Saturday night. It's a Saturday night. It's a serious clinching moment. Are you going to the square? Are you going to a bar? Are you having your buddies over? Are you watching solo on your couch on the edge of your seat? It's interesting how we all go through these things. I haven't made my decision yet personally. If you got a story to tell from your Saturday night, win or lose, let us know on the text line Monday. We'll fire up the callers, the text. We'll have it all going. We want to hear about how you... Absorbed. We're either team Saturday up night in game six. A game seven, which my God, wouldn't that be tension? Or we're celebrating a Maple Leafs series victory. So we'll hear from you either way. Tonight, Blue Jays, we've got some serious clinching opportunities in the NHL as well. Um, my wake and rake pick will come from one of those series clinching scenarios. It will be the Boston Bruins to win in regulation against the Florida Panthers. Road teams have been great. The Bruins squandered an opportunity dramatically, embarrassingly by Linus Allmark in overtime at home. They're going to win tonight in regulation against the Panthers. They're going to just wrap this puppy up. They're ready to go. They're ready to face whoever it is in the second round. I think Florida's put up a valiant effort. However, it's time for the Bruins to take over like the best team in the NHL as they were all season long. So Bruins and regulation, it's only, it's plus money. There you go. Uh, Uh, There you go. Bruins on the road. I mean, they, if they, if they're forced to a game seven, wow, that would be different combos. That would be quite the story. It's also a happiness hedge. Because if they're pushed to game seven, they're even more tired. They're even more tense. Maybe, maybe the Florida Panthers win the series. I don't know. Perhaps they will. So that's my pick. You're going? I don't want to bet against the Blue Jays on the money line because you're right. I, I want to see them uh, hand a loss to the Seattle Mariners. But Luis Castillo has been the best pitcher in the American League so far this season, at least the last time che- I checked uh, fan graphs and any other site that you want to uh, look at p- pitcher performance. He's been really, really good. So I expect the Blue Jays to struggle. And it'll be on Alec Manoa mm-hmm. to have a good performance on the mound. So maybe in a low-scoring affair, the Blue Jays can grab the dub, but I don't think they're going to score five runs in the game against Luis Castillo. So I will take the under four-and-a-half Toronto Blue Jays runs, minus 135. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to tell you that I'm not big on the Blue Jays tonight. They had their big play ball gala yesterday at the Rogers Center. Oh, that's looked, another reason. There you go. It looked beautiful. Forgot it's about for that. a great cause. But the guys are all out celebrating. And you know what? Just the focus is off a little bit. So playing guilty a little bit with the best pitcher in the American League on the mountain. Like, uh, I'm just saying. I wouldn't say that it's my highest point of confidence in the Blue Jays tonight. Against the Mariners, a night off where you you you, you, you partied. Like, just go look at the Twitter feed. They had a good time. There's a video of Kevin Kiermeyer dancing that. Easy, you, easy, oh, easy, easy. Just easy, go easy. watch it. Easy. He's gyrating. 
Just look at the Twitter. I'm just <laughs> sharing it's, the information. It's, it's fantastic. They were it having a wonderful time last night. The Blue Jays tweeted it out. So, I mean, it's a, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I don't have the biggest point of confidence with the Blue this Jays This might tonight. be a spot to bet on the Mariners. But I want to leave the door open. Yes, so. and I like that. That's a nice That's a nice way to put it. Minus four and a half. Or okay. under four and a half. Uh, under four and a half for the Toronto Blue Jays against the Mariners. Boston Bruins in regulation. Let's go through some anchor picks. Uh, we've got Happy Friday going with Golden State. Hmm, I wonder whose Texas is. I'll take game six clay to go over 23 and a half points. Jules will take the Warriors to win and cover seven and a half. The heart of the champions will shine tonight at home and send the Kings back to beam down. Yeah, it seems like Golden State's taking back the throne just a little bit. I bet Ron and Juliana have a bet on Golden State to win the title. The path is clearing for teams. Milwaukee out, Boston mm-hmm. was wobbling. They do get through. It just... Seems like it's wide open, and the 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 known quantity. Well, that's still Golden State. Uh, next one, Adrian Courier from Burlington. Shout out to my girlfriend Carissa. Oh, shout out to Carissa. Hope you have a good day. Oh, that's so sweet. Just a good day. That's nice. Florida Panthers money line. Seattle Kraken Whoa. first goal scored. LeBron James over points, rebounds, and assists. Warriors and Kings winning margin Holy. six between six and ten. A lot there. Okay, well, definitely not Florida Panthers money line, but Seattle Kraken first goal. I think they've done it every game of the series. And LeBron over points, assists, and rebounds, and Warriors and Kings winning margin. So I guess he, well, the Kings I guess could win by between six or ten. Basically, he's saying the Warriors are going to win by either six, seven, eight, or ten points. Warriors tonight, clearly. Um, Last one, Corey from Port Hope. My wake and rate pick. I'll take Minnesota on the money line. Mm, Think they'll be tough to beat at home when facing elimination. Yeah, so a couple elimination games in the NHL. Interesting stuff across the board. Uh, Carolina, Boston, Dallas. And Seattle have the opportunity mm-hmm. to close that series. This could be the last, probably will be the last time we get four NHL games in one night, which is a beautiful thing. Four playoff games, that is, in one night, which is a beautiful thing. But all could be forced into a game seven, which would give a setup a nice Sunday. But yeah, it's likely one of these series or a couple of these series finish. It's just about picking the right spot. Okay, so we got a lot of love for the Warriors. We did go with, I believe, with these guys one of the days this week. And then we have a collection of picks from Adrian and Corey. I think the Warriors is the firmest play. I think we just throw the Warriors in there. Okay. We dim the beam. So are we, are we doing them on the spread? Yeah. Or are Juliana's we doing clay? Got, Juliana's got seven and a half. Let's do that. Or clay points. Uh, whatever you want. Well, it's whatever you want. I'm uh, seeing the Warriors are six and a half. Should we take that? Let's move it against Juliana. Oh, shoot. I I I, uh, I would tend to go with the Warriors. I, player props. This is it's Warriors six and a half is what I'm seeing. But wherever you get your spread, help could be that. a Steph night, could be in Jordan Poole night. Like who who really knows? I think it's going to be a Warriors night. So either way, whoever scores the points, as long as it's more than seven. Okay, parlay that together. Under four and a half runs for the Jays tonight. Bruins in regulation over the Florida Panthers. Close that series. And the Golden State Warriors minus six and a half in the spread against the beam team. Oh, my beam team. That is plus 520 today. Put that in and hope we're coming back with some happy vibes and some money on Monday morning. Big weekend. It'll be a big money. Money? Big money if you win the wake and rake. Big Monday on the Fan Morning Show. Lots to break down with the Mariners. And the lightning being the foil to Toronto sports. Okay, everybody. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks to all our guests and for Sammy and for Brent for coming in in person. And we'll see you Monday morning.